I've called this message, What to Do with the Weird and Wonderful in the Bible. Preachers getting together could have rephrased that, what to do with the weird and wonderful sitting in the pews. But that would just be mean, wouldn't it? (laughs) What to do with the weird and the wonderful in the Bible. I mean, what do we do with this? Things like Jonah, three days in the belly of a fish. What do you do when you come across Balin's talking donkey or even a talking serpent? And then there's a burning bush that's not consumed, the Red Sea that's parted, a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. So when you come across these stories in the Bible, do you relegate them to fairy story or myth status? Some people maybe park their brain in neutral as they read or listen to the stories. Or do we hold that these weird and wonderful stories are real and true? A church member once wrote this to their minister. Dear minister, I'm completely committed to the Bible and to all it teaches. I believe in its inspiration and accuracy. However, I have this nagging doubt that plagues me at times when I read certain passages of scripture. Some parts sound straight out of a fairy tale, like the talking snake, a special tree, Balaam's donkey, and Sansom slaying a thousand men with the jawbone of a donkey. Not only this, sometimes when I read scripture to my children and these things come up, I feel confused. I feel like there are more stories from the lion, the witch and the wardrobe than from the Bible. How can I help my children see the difference? Can you help? And it's signed, yours in Christ, Josh. That's a good letter to write to a minister, I reckon. I think it's great. It shows that Josh is thinking about his faith and he's not apathetic. A healthy faith, a good faith at times wrestles with doubts and questions And a growing faith works with these questions and moves to an ever-deepening trust in the living God. Anyway, so how would we answer Josh with his questions about the weird and wonderful in the Bible? Well, this question fits into the larger category of miracles. Do miracles happen? Now, a lot of the miracles in the Bible are not weird at all. In fact, some of them we long for, like Jesus healing the sick or Jesus feeding the 5,000. I wouldn't call those weird, they're just wonderful. (laughs) But there are some other ones that are very strange. So to Josh's question about the weird and wonderful, the answer is the same as to all the other miracles. I mean, do miracles happen? And there are at least three reasons why we struggle with miracles. And the first reason we struggle is due to our low view of God. And in this we, as Christians, are often conflicted. On the one hand, we believe in an almighty God who's all-powerful, omnipotent. We also believe that God's not distant and removed. We believe that he wants to know us and enjoy us. We believe he reveals himself in creation and the Bible and the person of his son, Jesus. And we believe all this, but some of us bristle at the very slightest hint of a miracle. We just don't know what to do with them. And so for a number of Christians, there's an inconsistency of what we believe about God, but then when we read something unusual in the Bible, we're quick to dismiss it. And if we pause and reflect, it makes sense. If God can do the greater, he has no problem with the lesser. So if he created everything out of nothing, then what's the problem with him making a donkey talk or for a fish to swallow a prophet and then spit him back out? So often we have a low view of God 
That's one reason why we struggle with miracles, especially the crazy ones. The other reason we struggle is we have too high a view of science. So much so that when science makes a pronouncement outside its expertise, we still take these words as gospel. In our mind, science trumps the Bible. But this is not so. It need not be so. Given such a high view of science, this high view of science is really based on some faulty assumptions and some lazy thinking. Now, my background before I came to ministry was I was an industrial chemist at a pharmaceutical factory for a while, and then I taught science. So from with a bit of background in science, let me just for a moment give you some of the limitations of science and where it's useful. And science is expert at dealing with natural processes, like the movement of the stars, the life cycle of a butterfly, and how DNA carries genetic material. And the key to science's expertise lies in processes that are repeatable and observable. This means patterns and insights can be tested and repeated and varied time and time again. A scientist is only has authority when he says, in my experience, or in the experience of other scientists who have done this experiment, and if I wanted to, I could repeat it. Now, compare this with miracles. By definition, a miracle is rare, unexpected, unrepeatable, and a disruption to the natural processes. And so because miracles can't be repeated on demand, are hard to observe, almost impossible to verify from a scientific point of view, then miracles fall outside the realm of science. Scientists can't comment on miracles. When a scientist does comment on miracles, they are speculating outside the area of the expertise. And just because they're in a white coat and have a fancy degree on the wall, sometimes we give them too much credit. It's a little bit like this. It's like a lawyer commenting on a medical problem. Now, if I have a medical problem and I happen to be talking to a lawyer and he makes a suggestion for my treatment, well, <laughs> it's, not, it's not valid, is it? Uh, it might have some truth in it because he might have been and had the same treatment. But you don't go to a lawyer to seek medical advice. And it's the same with science when it comes to miracles. You don't go to a scientist to talk about miracles in the same way you don't go to a lawyer to talk about a medical complaint. They are experts in their field, but when they talk about another field, they become lay people, like you and I. So one of the reasons why we struggle with miracles in the Bible is we have a low view of God and we have far too high view of science. Now science, don't get me wrong, has blessed us with all sorts of wonderful technology and health and communication, but it isn't the complete answer. It speaks with expertise into a certain area of our life. And the third reason why we struggle with miracles, apart from a low view of God and a high view of science, is our lofty view of ourselves. Now, what do I mean by this? Now, I'm not talking about pride, even though that comes into it. It's this unconscious thought that even though I'm human, God will only operate in ways that I can understand. Can you see the difference? So, God will only operate and do things that I as a human can then work through and see the logic. And that puts us kind of above God. 
if God is who he says he is, then it's highly possible and probably completely possible that he will do things that we as humans can't understand. If he created the cosmos, if God dances with swirling galaxies and steps lightly amongst the smallest subatomic particles, surely there are things he can and will do that our finite created minds will never understand. Tis a mystery. Tis a mystery that we embrace the great love of God. You see, miracles strange and bizarre like Jonah and the fish and miracles that we long for, like Jesus healing the sick, are what God loves to do and he does it in his time and his way. And often our finite minds cannot really understand why. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 27, God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. So whether it's a talking donkey or the Red Sea parted, whether it's Jesus walking on the water or Jesus feeding 5,000, miracles can happen. Now, much more can be said. But if we ask God to give us a higher view of himself, if we take a balanced view to science and if we put our pride on the shelf, then it's possible for our faith to soar, to grow, to stretch as we look to Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Jesus, whose resurrection from the dead is the strangest and the greatest miracle of all. Let's pray.